Welcome back, listeners. Before we get started, this episode is sponsored by ByTheBaseSoap.com. Are you looking to ditch the chemicals in the new year? Make sure to head over to ByTheBaseSoap.com to learn more. I went to Mass Bay, Mass Bay Community College. I did it after a whole year. I took a whole year off. Like that was the big cloud that was always hanging over everybody's head. What are you doing after high school? What are you doing after high school? And it was like this impending date of doom that was coming up. So everybody was scared all the time. Yeah. And everybody wanted to be, they wanted to be a man. They wanted to prove themselves. They wanted to be something special and no one felt special. You know, everybody felt like a loser. You know, we're all like waiting, waiting to become an adult so you could get a job like all these other people you knew that were around you or escape or figure out a way to escape. And I just, I only went back to school because I didn't want people thinking I was a loser. So I did like maybe one semester at Mass Bay. I don't even think I finished the semester. And then I left and went to UMass. UMass Boston had this like adult education program where you didn't have to have a GED or a, um, not GED, SAT, because I never took my SATs. Mm. So when I graduated from high school, I'm like, I am never going to school again. I'm like, fuck this. But I got so tired of feeling like a fucking loser. Like when I tell people I was taking, I would always say I was taking a year off, taking a year off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it really, I just had no direction. All I was doing was like doing martial arts and competing. And I just was so terrified of what the fuck the future lead. And so I went to UMass for like three years, but not like three full years. It was like there was still a lot of uh, credits to, to be acquired if I was mm-hmm. going to graduate. And I just was wasting my time. I was barely paying attention. I wasn't doing, I was completely half-assing whatever project we had. And then I was realizing like, what am I, why am I wasting my time? Yeah. And then uh, I got some letter saying that I, I couldn't come back um, with the grades that I had unless I came up with some very compelling reason so they wanted me to make an argument for why they should include me back in the class and I wrote out in handwritten because back then no one had a fucking typewriter this total bullshit letter this ridiculous like uh, persuasive bullshitty letter about how important education is to me and how like how important it means and and then I realized like the amount of effort that I put writing this bullshit letter to keep these people from kicking me out of their school which I wasn't paying attention to Mm. far exceeds any effort that I ever put on any project ever in class yeah and then I realized okay whatever I'm gonna do with my life it's not gonna involve doing this yeah it's not gonna involve someone else dictating my schedule yeah well I had a conversation with um, a science teacher this science teacher um, and it was the same kind of thing I, I I mocked him in class not necessarily mocked him but I brought up something that was contrary to what he was teaching he was talking about uh, Lake Erie being a dead lake and I said listen man they had a documentary on PBS last night about Lake Erie making a resurgence and these scientists have figured out these new ways to minimize water pollution and all this shit and like other kids looking at me like what the fuck and he got pissed at me he got really pissed at me and he said you're undermining my class and this and that I go hey man you're teaching old shit yeah are you teaching old this is on TV man this is on TV like yesterday yeah and um I had a conversation with him afterwards and um, because I had to talk to him in order to get back in the class he kicked me out of class and he said two things he said one he said first of all um, I don't know whether or not that was the case whether or not it's true and if I allow you to just interrupt my class and chime in something like that and it's not true I haven't fact checked it you're telling the whole class and I don't know if you're right or you're wrong or you're making things up, but you're interrupting my class. That's the point. If you have something to tell me about it, maybe you could tell me about it after the class, and then I can go and look it up, and then maybe I can correct the class. Mm-hmm. He goes, but two, 
in interrupting the class, you showed yourself to be more articulate and more intelligent than you ever showed ever in the entire semester. So mm -hmm. you're totally half-assing everything you do, uh -huh. like your writing, everything, your paper you turn in, every test you do, every time I call upon you for a question, totally have to half-ass that. But when you wanted to correct me on something, all of a sudden you knew all the words, you knew how to form the sentence correctly, you knew how to say it with the right impact. It's like mm -hmm. you just, you just, your focus is off. Mm -hmm. I was like, God damn, that dude's on the money. Mm -hmm. And I realized, I'm like, yeah. So I'm not stupid, right? I just can't. I can't listen. <laughs> I can't do it their way. I got to do can't. it my way, right? But I could. I just didn't. I grew up not having any direction. Yeah. So if someone doesn't tell you what to do all your life, like essentially you just out free. I would go fishing. I'd hang out with my friends in the woods. We just go find shit to do. And then all of a sudden you're in school and they're telling you everything you have to do all day. Like I'm not ready for that. There's a real movement right now towards minimalism. Or where people are trying to pare their life down as much as possible. What do you really appreciate? What's important to you? Like, what's really important to you? Yeah. Because you don't have forever, right? So what is important to you? Because you only have 24 hours in a day. So what's important to you? Find out what that is and do more of that. Yeah. And try to figure out, like, how to, how to make enough money so that you're not starving, that you're doing well. Yeah. But don't just chase that. Chase what you're trying to do. Like the, the point system attached to it, the monetary point system, get you t working like 12 hours a day, 13 hours a to day. To get what? To get more stuff. To get better stuff, to get more prestigious stuff, to get stuff that, you know, all your other stuff having friends are really jealous of your stuff. <laughs> Good to treat other people the way you would like to be treated yourself. It's like a golden rule and there's a reason for it and that reason is that we're connected in some strange way that we don't totally understand and unless you are good to other people around you unless you're kind and friendly and warm and loving you're not gonna f enjoy this life you're just not you're gonna be problems everywhere you go you're gonna have problems everywhere you go you got to figure out a way to enjoy this f life it's not because of Jesus it's not because of Moses it's not because of anybody that may or may not have ever existed it's because that's how you fit in better in the world that's how you stay positive and it doesn't have to be some that was written 5,000 years ago on in animal skins that doesn't have to be the golden rule because it's old you know that's dumb we need to figure out like now today what what is you know the best way to live your life what is the you know there, there's got to be ways where you can be putting forward the most positive energy I mean we know objectively what's causing pollution we know objectively what's causing birth defects and you know and are we're taking in too much chemicals and not enough vitamins we know objectively all this stuff we know how to organize our world and yet we don't do it we know how to organize our health and yet very few people do it we know all these things the right path to like being like a happy healthy person is to do all the that we already know you're supposed to do take care of your body take care of your health take care of your mind your stress meditate be kind to people we all know that I mean you ask anybody they know how to get by and to be the the the, the most evolved version of you that you can be I mean it's not like a, a magical checklist if you talk to people about it you said okay here you, you got a person you want to improve them what are the things you're gonna do to them Okay, well, if I was a life coach, the first thing I would say is this guy's got to get on a diet that makes him healthy. I don't mean a diet just to lose weight. I mean just healthy foods in your body, many, many vegetables, vegetables, a lot of good, good quality protein, a lot of water, stop the sodas, stop the bullshit.
Start working out your body and get a better sense of like how this machine feels when it's moving, it's flowing better, there's less tension in it, your mind feels like relaxed and, and you enjoy every single moment of the day better. Step one, everybody knows that step, right? What's step two? Be cool to people. Be nice to as many people as you can. Smile at as many people as you can. Have them smile back at you. Tip well when you go to restaurants. Just do the most you can. Be as nice as you can, you know, and just still manage to not have people walk all over you. Just get through this life as nice as you can. What else? Do what you want to do with your life, right? Don't don't go be doing something you don't enjoy. Don't do something that's, don't get locked into, you know, a, a car that you can't afford and doing something crazy because you need the money. Don't, don't do that. Do what you want to do. Do what the f*** is it that you really want to do? Because if someone else is doing it, you can do it, you know? I mean, everybody makes their own path through this world, but a lot of people don't follow the path that they really f feel pulled to. You know, because for whatever reason, they got negative programming. You know, when they were kids, someone told them they couldn't do it or told them to take the shortcut or, or take the, uh, the the sure route. That's a, a sad thing, man, when you talk to dudes, especially like talented dudes, and they don't follow up with what they want to do, you know? A bunch of people that will say, yeah, well, I have a family, so, you know, it's a great idea for you to just go out there and go crazy. I have people to support. You need to listen. Stop saying that. Stop saying any of those things. Every single person who has ever done anything worthwhile or exceptional or difficult or extraordinary, anyone, whether it's great artists or authors or mathematicians or whatever the f*** it is, everyone encounters difficulties. There is no easy road. It does not exist. It is impossible. Everyone has issues. If you have time to pursue a hobby, if you have time to do anything in your life, you can better yourself. And here's one way you never better yourself. When you come up with excuses for why other people are successful and you're not, that is dangerous. When you give yourself an escape, yeah, well, that's easy for you to say, you know, you do this, you do this, trust me. Everybody has a hard road. I wanted to jump out a window several times during my young life. I wanted to jump in front of a train and just end it because it's too much pressure. Not really. But you know what I'm saying. Theoretically. We all go through hard times. We all go through depression. We all do go through doubt and, and then moments in your life where it's really f difficult and you're trying to figure out what the f your path is going to be. It's hard as sh**. But... Stefan and I were talking about this before the podcast starts, that that is what makes you a person. And those difficult moments are what build your character. Show me a great man who's the son of a great man. And that's what we're saying. These kids that are born billionaires, you're f***ed. You're f***ed. You're never going to be a self-made person. You have a backup trust for your backup trust for your trust. And you're f***ed. Man, I'm fascinated by martial arts. I'm fascinated by comedy. I'm fascinated by many, many different things. I don't understand when people say they're bored. Because if I had the time to live a hundred lives, I'd be speaking different languages. I'd be living in different countries. I would, I would try a number of different careers. Because I think there's a lot of unbelievably fascinating, puzzling, complex things that you could study in this world. Mm. That's just me and my personality, but that's a personality also that I've cultivated over years of Were challenges. Were you like that as a kid, too? Well, I was involved in martial arts very early, yeah. and I think that is one of the things that motivated me to uh, explore difficult tasks, because through difficult tasks, you learn an incredible amount about yourself, and uh, you, through, through the fire of competition, you get to understand 
you get to understand motivation. You get to understand the resistance that you have inside your mind to doing hard work.、Mm. You get to understand the rewards of discipline. Like. You don't truly appreciate relaxation unless you've worked hard,、mm. and that is the yin and the yang of life. And I've said this to, to the point of people getting sick of it. But one of the worst decisions a man can make—I can only speak for men, obviously—is、um, to be comfortable.、Mm. I, I don't think you should try to be comfortable. I think what you should try to do is try to earn comfort.、Mm. And if you if you can get a day off where you you you've worked hard. And you've, you've accomplished goals. That day off will be so sweet. When I work hard and I sit in front of the TV, I enjoy the shit out of it. I put my feet up. I have a nice drink. You know, I I enjoy my free time. Do you have one of those chairs that nids your back or something like that? I do that. have one of those. Do you really? Those are great. They're、yeah. great, right? Yeah. I don't use it that much though. Honestly, I'm more of a workaholic than I should be. Probably, if if the, the balance was, I probably should relax more than I do, but I never feel like I earned it. But that's part of the reason why, when I do feel like I earned it, I can enjoy it. It's because I am. More connected to the idea that I need to to accomplish things,、mm. and to and it's not, not like for anybody else's benefit other than my own, or anybody else's approval other than my own. I just when I have a task, whether it's、uh, I, today I'm going to write a thousand words, you know, or two thousand, or whatever the number is. If I don't do that, I don't. I'm not. I write things down. Like I'll write down a list of things that get accomplished that day. And if I don't accomplish that, I'll get sick. Like、I'll, it'll drive me crazy if I can't fill out that list. That drives me nuts, you know. But that's what led me to be a championship level martial artist. That's what led me to achieve. The, it's like that. It's the reinforcement of those goals. Like understanding that the, you can achieve those goals. It's going to be difficult. You're going to push through the difficulty, and then you're going to understand what difficulty truly is, and how much of it is just mental. How much of it is just in your mind. This adversity to to a difficult task or to struggle. You know, and a lot of people have that. They're scared. They're scared of of complications. They're scared of. Of failure, failure is a big one that people are afraid of. But failure is one of the most important things you could ever have, as far as like the motivation to do things differently.、Mm. One of the reasons why I think that I'm good at friendships and relationships is because I failed at them in the past. One of the things that I'm good at comedy is because I bombed on stage. One of the reasons why I'm good at work is because I've been a sh- worker in the past, and I know the the feeling of failure. The feeling of、uh, of shame of being like a weak, non-motivated, lazy person—that's a weak feeling. It's、mm-hmm. a you don't respect yourself, you know. And I have this phrase that I use all the time to people to to try to motivate people. I say that be the hero in your own movie. Pretend that if、mm-hmm. your life was a movie and your life started now, what would the hero do? What would the person that you respect do? What would the person that you admire, person that inspires you, what would they do? Well, do that. Sh- <laughs> and if you do that, you slowly build momentum. You like today? I did what I wanted to do. Today, I started a class in yoga. I did this. I did all these things that I was saying I wasn't going to do, and now I feel momentum. And、yeah. momentum is a very important point in people's lives. That's why some folks don't like to take days off because they feel like they're losing momentum, and they sort of have to restart the wheel up again after a vacation. And there's a lot of folks that live life on a cushy cloud of marshmallows and bullshit, and then one day something goes wrong. And I mean that's why spoiled kids are so sad. 
like a spoiled young boy is one of the saddest things ever. A young boy that becomes a man and can't take care of himself and his dad has to keep on rescuing him. His dad has to keep on bailing him out of situations and giving him money. I've met guys like that and that is a crippling affliction when they don't have the character themselves to be able to get by in life. They constantly need someone to help them and bail them out. Even as a grown man, I've met guys in their 40s that still need help from their parents. I'm like, what the f***, man? You're never going to get it right because somewhere along the line, they didn't face enough of the adversity to realize that there's sometimes you just got to get up and get shit done. There's sometimes where you have to f pull yourself up and you have to push forward even if you want to stay in bed. And if you don't do that, you just keep calling on your daddy and your daddy keeps rescuing you, you never develop those tools. You never develop that ability to recognize what you're doing wrong with your life. Because you're, you're soft, you got a cushiony, you got a safety net, a safety net for your safety net. Say if you had like a 20 year old and he's just a doper, or he wake and bakes and doesn't get anything done, he's just always like hanging out with his friends and playing video games, and he's just a loser. I, I, I wish there was a way you could show someone like that, like, I know that you're getting some comfort and satisfaction out of just laying around, doing nothing, eating, getting fat, but your life would feel better and richer if you had a goal, you chase that goal, you accomplish some things, you would get this boost of confidence, you'd get this boost of self-esteem, like whatever it is that you're into doing, maybe you're into drawing comic books, maybe you're into nah, but making pottery or sculptures, or, but find whatever the f*** that is and pursue that instead of doing nothing. Like the people that are doing nothing, those are the real people. Look, doing something might be as simple as like that Alex Honnold guy. He just climbs rocks, but he's world-class rock climber. Though. It's something. But and it's also a goal of, his, of yeah. his, and he's also the best at it. Right? Yes, yeah. But those those people who smoke pot all day and do it, those are also the guys who hate on Joe Rogan for being in shape. You know what I'm saying? Or being disciplined. Or get on Kevin Hart's Instagram and hate on him. You know what I'm saying? Because they don't... It, it's their own insecurities. I see what you're saying, but I, I would assume they would get motivated by seeing other people do something with their lives. Like that should be motivating, not yeah. But if you grew up, if you grew up with losers and you're around a bunch of people with shitty attitudes, especially if it's in your household, <clears throat> I was very lucky that uh, both my mom and my stepdad they're not they're not they're the least hater people I've ever met in my life. They're just not haters in any way. Like if someone's doing well, they're always like, wow, look at this guy. Or like, wow, look at her. Yeah, wow, celebrate. look at him. There was never any hate in my house in terms of uh, other people's success. But if you grew up with a dad and your dad's like, yeah, these, all these rich assholes, this, he thinks she's a badass and this, you know, these people that look at other people's success and instead of saying, wow, look, I get a lot of work. Like the way I'm a successful person, but the way I look at Kevin Hart, he exhausts me, you know, or The Rock. Those guys exhaust me. I'm like, Jesus Christ, like, I feel lazy next to those guys. Like, they do so much. Like, those guys are so overbearingly ambitious, you know, but some people, they see that and they compare themselves and they don't like it, so they can start getting really shit. and it's like a natural feeling to try to chip away at that person. The worst people that you know are the people that don't have a good self-judge. That everything they do is awesome. Yeah. Those <laughs> never grow anywhere. Right. And that's a huge issue with comedy. Um, when you run into people that have like, terrible comedy sets but think they did great. Like, we would always, Greg Fitzsimmons and I would always talk about that with, with like, open micers. Like, there's people that hear phantom laughs. Like, they think they're doing great. And they have this delusional self-opinion. 
where everything they do is awesome and they don't know why they're not successful already. They don't, don't know why they're not famous. And those people, I believe, I mean, in some sort of a weird narcissistic way, you could look at it this way, that those people are there to teach you. This is the consequences of not feeling that awful feeling when you fail. I was talking to Burr um, a couple weeks ago. He did a set at the Comedy Store, and I saw part of it. It was uh, he was killing. And then I ran into him in the hallway, and uh, I go, oh, man, main room show was great, right? And he goes, yeah, up at the end though I tried to hang in there too long and the last bit bombed like he was just it was rotten at him that the last bit like he goes I f- hung in there too long I should have got off of the bit before that yeah. you know, like but you know when I was in there he was f- killing yeah. you know but that wasn't in his mind the success was not in his mind this the what was like okay whatever that happened at the end don't f- do that again right. you know right. but that's why he's bill burr that's yeah. why he's really good you're alone with your thoughts you get an idea of what your thoughts actually are if you live your life just acting constantly on the momentum of other people's expectations of you wanting to be liked by these other people you can run into a trap and you 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 set up a life that you didn't really want you're 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 trapped in this situation where you have a mortgage you've got credit card bills you got student loans you have to pay you have a bunch of going on that you have to continue to feed and all that and especially if you have a family and you have to feed them oh my goodness then you're fully locked in you can't take any chances whatsoever and oftentimes people make the mistake of getting stuck and it is just a tactical mistake just like it would be a mistake if you got stuck on a video game just like it would be a mistake if you followed a map incorrectly and you get stuck in the woods. Your life is certainly some sort of a journey. It's certainly some sort of a journey. And we have to all be aware that when we're making journeys, we're not going to always make the right steps. And sometimes you have to back up and try again. And if you're in a position where you can't back up and try again, you've trapped yourself. And the system will set out honeypots for people to get trapped in. The system will set out the ideas of retirement, the ideas of the golden years, providing you benefits, providing you a healthy work environment. Why? Well, because they want people to work for them. They don't want people to realize their own dreams and escape. And those are pain in the ass. So you got to hire more people and train them. And they want to set it up so that you stick around, stick around in some sort of an unsatisfying world. It's up to you to see that video game problem, to see that issue as it comes up on the map. No, no, I think this is a right turn to see all the problems that could potentially lay in front of you and calculate your your future and then also look around all the people that didn't do it and look at the misery that they're in and learn that you don't want to be like them and then look at the people that are have kind of taken chances and navigated their way what did they do differently what 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 objectivity do they have that maybe you lack what insight into their own mistakes are they willing to delve into that you're not that you step back and you go you know i just don't i just don't want to look at myself that closely but the person who's able to look at themselves the closest is going to get the more rational results. One of the things that's causing this funk that people are in is that we're living our lives, many of us at least, in these very unfulfilling ways where you're going to this office with artificial light and you're doing something you don't want to do all day long and then you get home and you're tired. And on top of that, you're eating sh- You're eating potato chips and you're drinking soda and your body is just like, what in the f- is this we're supposed to be out in the fields we're supposed to be walking up hills we're supposed to be looking for animals or gathering vegetables we're supposed to be doing all these things that our body's designed to do we're supposed to be in nature yeah and nature is like a medicine like it literally is a medicine to you like people people that go 
You don't have to go hunting. You don't have to go fishing. Just go f- hike, man. Just go hike up to the top of a mountain and look out. You know, there's a reward that you get from that that is intensely, like, soul-filling. Mm-hmm. There's, like, something about, like, when I was in Colorado, and there was this um, this area of Boulder where you drive up one of these roads, and there was this area where you could park, and it was this incredible view, man. And these people just park and just go out there and just look. But you get there, and you park, and you go, because you would see, you, you're literally seeing the Continental Divide. These snow-capped mountains in July. In July, it's covered with snow. For whatever reason, uh, most people, their associations are to avoid anything that's uncomfortable. But it's so illogical because when you look at comfort and you look at success and progress and the eventual, the feelings of accomplishment and of getting past certain hurdles and in terms of like how you feel about life a lot of those are connected to discomfort like discomfort is your friend it really is like discomfort and uh, and not being happy and content with certain situations in life or certain feelings in life they're massive massive motivators and they're they're amazing at at facilitating change and yet our instinct is to avoid those and just sit on the couch and watch some reality show about dudes who make moonshine with our jaw open like it's it's bizarre